Today I want to talk about the concept of abundance and scarcity. And I just want to start by saying that these are usually discussed in the context of wealth. So an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset with material things. Um, whether you were raised maybe in a setup where you felt like there wasn't enough or there was lack or there was poverty or difficulty or a struggle to get certain things or have or keep certain things, that that impacts your mindset around that when you're an adult. And it's something that unless you actively uh, do the work to undo and change your mindset, ideas, beliefs around that thing, then you hold on to the kind of silent beliefs that you always had and never really paid attention to um, until they were brought to your attention. And I want to just kind of shift that, use the same uh, idea, the, the same duality, that difference between something being scarce or abundant. And I want to put it on the uh, beliefs that we have around love around love, around um, any positive emotion, really. Um, for whatever reason, growing up, it's possible that you have felt that maybe you had to work to get love. You had to perform in some way, do something in order to be lovable, whether that means being a good child, um, living your parents' uh, you know, expectations, listening to what they tell you to do, getting certain grades, being any particular kind of way in order for you to qualify as lovable versus just being loved as you are by default, no matter what, and having that sense of certainty that the love is there and the love will come and that you're worthy of it. And I think that it's something that is, um, it's really deep. It goes back to childhood. It's something that's underlying a lot of other issues, um, that feeling that I am not enough comes from um, having love withheld or, or having it um, given to you conditionally in some kind of way. And this is not to um, complain about parents or say that it's their fault or they damaged you. You know, it's we, we work from where we are now. We're in the present and we're moving forward. And what can we do with what we have? It's not about looking backwards and kind of um, uh, wanting to feel like someone else is responsible or blaming them or making it an excuse, but just saying that if this is the case for you and this is how you feel, going forward, how do we address the scarcity mindset around love or happiness or or any positive emotion, you know, a sense of connection or a, a good friendship or a relationship or relationship to parents, you know, this idea that love has to come from a particular source in a particular way and that if it doesn't, then we're never going to get it. And just to, to break that down a little bit, so if we say, for example, someone is raised in an environment where they felt that they didn't get that love from their mother and father growing up, or they did, but it was um, on and off, kind of unpredictable, like at times they felt like things were good and all of a sudden things could just go downhill really quickly and they are constantly um, afraid of maybe a parent being moody or kind of hot and cold and so they're not sure um, that they will be loved or they feel that they're constantly searching for what it is that they did right in order to kind of switch the love back on or what it was that they did wrong to switch the love off or to, to feel the sense of rejection. 
and looking at that within ourselves and how ultimately what could happen is that a person who feels that love is conditional, love is hard to get, love is something they have to perform for or do or be a certain way or contort themselves to fit into a particular kind of shape or box in order for them to qualify and be acceptable and be worthy of love. What can happen is that someone could look at another relationship and say that that relationship will heal and be the source of um, the love that they never got. So for a young woman who's growing up, it could be that, you know, once I get married, my spouse will be able to love me and will fill up all of these holes and this vacuum and I will feel loved and seen and it will just, I'll feel complete and wholehearted once I receive that love from someone else. So someone out there will see me and, and deem me worthy and love me. Or it could be put on to a friendship. You know, I will finally have this friend who will be there for me all the time and be my support and listen to me and never let me down and just be like my ride or die, you know? And once I have that person, everything will be okay because I've never had that love. It could also look like I will never get that love for some people who actually have taken the belief on that they're not worthy of it and that the love will not come. It's not coming and it will never come because it's not for people like them. Other people can be well-loved. Other people can have this, you know, admiration, affection, attention, connection, but it's not them. They will never qualify. They will never be good enough. They will never be worthy of receiving it. And these are things that are beliefs that are silently held. It's something that may not have come to the surface for you. You may never have talked about it or thought about it, but it's something that you felt and something that kind of um, impacted the dynamics of your relationships with other people, your friendships, your relationship to your siblings, your parents, your spouse, um, people who you work with and interact with, people who you look up to and admire, um, your children. And this dynamic is important to understand because once we get our head around the idea that love is something that is abundant, love is something that can come from many sources and comes, in fact, from many sources, um, then we don't feel like we have to rely on a single relationship to nourish us and sustain us and uh, make everything all right. And uh, at the heart of it really is the concept that no one will ever love us in the way that we need them to, to fill that hole that that just doesn't come from human beings you know no one can be with you all the time we think of our parents as the kind of prime example of the ones who are there for us as long as they're alive pretty much for some people that's the case for others they may have never known their parents um, who lost their parents young whose parents were not involved in their upbringing um, there's so many different kinds of situations people could be coming from but if you think of stereotypically parents as being the ones who are there for you forever, eventually they will leave you or you will leave them. And there is no forever. There is no forever. So the only source truly that we can turn to for that forever love, for that unconditional, un undying, never ending, you know, constantly, you know, coming towards you constantly there for you is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Truly, truly, that's the truth. And I know it sounds memesy and uh, like I'm lecturing you in that sense, but it's it's the bottom line that you will never have that um, that sense of 
company and love and care unconditionally just for existing, just for breathing, you know, just for being. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you just for being here and he provides for you. He always has. He's always had your back. And when you look back on your life and situations where you were stuck, where you may have been let down by everyone who you know, the closest from the closest people to you, you'll see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was there for you and he made a way out for you in those times. Um, just trying to find my train of thought here. So the concept that love is something that is abundant and it's not scarce. You don't need to hang on to every shred of time, attention, moments with people who you love, feeling like it may, you may never get it again or they're going to leave you and it's going to stop. Or if they were to leave you, then the source of your love and affection and sanity and connection will be stripped away from you and you'll just be without, you'll be abandoned. You know, there is, you have within you the ability to love yourself, to be there for yourself, to support yourself emotionally, to, to be present with yourself, to listen, to pay attention. Think of all of the love, attention, time, focus, energy that you put into devoting yourself to other people, to loving them, to wanting that attention and love from them, to being anxious about receiving it from them, and direct that energy towards yourself. Just like in episode one of the season two, where I was talking about you can give yourself what you need love is at the top of that list you can give it to yourself it's something that you must in fact learn to give to yourself so that you are not walking around with that hunger and that neediness needing it from other people that's not to say that you shouldn't want to receive it there's nothing wrong with it but i'm saying what i'm talking about is feeling like you're starved unless someone else gives it to you that puts you in a vulnerable position and it puts you at a disadvantage so the goal is to get yourself to a state of where you give yourself what you need and what someone else gives you or can give you or chooses to give you, you can receive with grace. You can receive from a position of acceptance, not need. It's not a thirst. It's, it's dessert, you know? It's extra. It's on top. You're already full because you filled yourself up. You have a connection to your Lord and he loves you and you have blessings around you. And you allow yourself to tune into the fact that you are well-loved. You're receiving love from so many sources if you just take the time to see it. If you stop to pay attention, your friends, your community, your teachers, your parents, your sisters, think about all of the people around you, your spouse, your children, you know, everyone. There are so many people whose lives overlap with yours and they have that sense of love and well-being that they direct towards you whether you're conscious of it or not when we make dua for the ummah at large for the believers when we make dua for allah to heal the sick and lift the calamity from the people who are going through difficulties to bring them the ease when we make dua for all of humanity you're included in that just think about that how well loved you are and how you can accept that love you can let it in and receive it and you can use it to fill yourself up in addition to loving yourself and focusing and being devoted to taking care of yourself so that you move from that position of need to a position of equilibrium, a position of feeling like you're, you are content, you're at comfort, and you can receive whatever's coming to you with grace and, and not where you feel like you're grabbing at it and you need it desperately. 
Um, so moving from the idea of love being something that is scarce, that has to be fought for, stolen, sought for, um, something that has to be manipulated out of others, or something that you have to um, change yourself or perform in order to receive, and shifting towards seeing love as something that is abundant and ever-present and all around you, either way, and just tuning into that and accepting it. I hope that that makes sense. Um, it's something that I am reaching more clarity about within myself, but I just wanted to share it because I think it's so, so important. And I see and hear um, so much uh, pain in women and sisters who I interact with and work with. I see it in them that they have this um, this understanding of love to be something that is um, hard or impossible to get or hard to accept or doesn't come or won't come or will never come. And I just wanted to put that out there. Maybe someone's listening and they needed to hear it. So Jazakumullah khairan as always, and I look forward to sharing more. Ya Allah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.